Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone. Great to have you with us today as we inch closer to week three in the fantasy football season. And it's Thursday, so that means we're cracking open the mailbag. We're going to answer your questions here. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. At BigCat306, how long should I keep Alexander Madison before I give up on him and put him on waivers? Well, first off, I would say relax a second. We're not dropping Madison and putting him on waivers, but I get that there might be a lot of folks wondering what to do with him now that the Vikings swung a deal and they got Cam Akers in the house on Wednesday. And I get it. Madison, he's not an elite back. He's not a guy who's going to excel in any situation. We knew that going in, though. That's why you were getting him as a three down back. But in the fifth or sixth or even sometimes later than that in drafts this offseason, what he needed was volume, which he is getting and a good supporting cast, which he has that at the skill positions. The offensive line, though, they've been really banged up in the first two weeks here. And then he needs half decent matchups. That would really help but he hasn't gotten those so far. He's gone up against the Bucks and the Eagles run defenses. So two really good fronts that he's had to face there. And he's had to do it with that injured offensive line. So the scenario that we hope for Madison, it didn't emerge yet. And now we have Cam Akers entering the picture. And I saw their offensive coordinator saying that he still believes in Madison, but obviously he's going to say that. I mean, what's he supposed to say? We don't know for sure right now how the team's going to value these guys moving forward. There's a lot of potential outcomes. We have to be honest about that. But in my mind, if Madison can bounce back in the easier matchups that are coming up here, I still expect that he's going to be the lead back and that Akers is going to be the number two. And if Madison struggles, even in the good matchups, then we're going to see Akers get a shot and either turn this into a committee or potentially take that lead job right away. So I don't think this version of Akers would have done any better these first two weeks here than Madison did in the offense. I think that's important to note. They're kind of similar players. So Madison, in my mind right now, he's still the incumbent here. He's a high-end RB3 with RB2 upside if he can hold Akers off. And Akers is a bench dash who could get a shot to start if Madison can't get things going. I'm still holding Madison. I'm hoping that he turns it around. But that's also because I don't expect that you're going to get very much for him in a trade at the moment. At Mr. Main Street, how do you balance winning the week versus winning the season? Do you always try to have the optimal lineup or do you keep a good bench player if the difference in picking up a one-week starter would be negligible? Example, do I drop Jackson Smith and Jigba for Josh Kelly in a standard league? So I love this question. I think it's an important one. For me, early in the season, I'm much more worried about the long term and I would lean towards having guys who have that ability to kind of carry you when it matters most, guys that can blow up for the full season, blow up in the second half of the year and lead you through the playoffs, potentially to a championship. Now that's easier if you have a winning record. So as long as your record is 500 or better, I'm focused on that long-term upside over winning that specific week. But as soon as you dip below 500, as soon as you have that losing record, then you don't have that luxury as much and you need to make sure you're banking wins so that you can get into the playoffs eventually. And that's my general approach to it. In this case though, I wouldn't be dropping JSN outright. I think he must have trade value in your league, even though it's standard. You should be able to package him with somebody else, try to upgrade at a spot, like do a two for one deal like I always talk about. And then you use that new empty bench spot and you go get Josh Kelly if he's still out there. I'm really kind of stunned that Kelly's available, especially in a standard league, because Eckler is kind of trending towards not playing this week. He hasn't been practicing and it's possible he could still be out for a couple games. The Chargers have that week five bye. I've seen some people suggest that Eckler could sit out until after that just to make sure that he's 100%. Either way, if you need a running back, Kelly's still out there. If you're 0-2, I would grab Kelly for JSN. 
but I would try to trade JSN in a two for one deal before I just dropped him. And then if you're one and one, if you're two and oh, then I wouldn't worry about it as much. But Kelly should be rostered everywhere. It's really stunning that he's still out there in that league, unless this is just a hypothetical scenario for your question. A couple questions here together at Joe Mosh KC. Garrett Wilson, sorry, about to cry. Oh God, that's so sad. Uh, okay, Garrett Wilson, do you think the Jets are going to make any upgrade at quarterback or is it time to try and move him? And then at the Dom 13, who is the lowest ranked wide receiver and running back you'd trade for Garrett Wilson? So these questions might've been asked before Wednesday's show went up because in that episode, Dwayne McFarlane, he made a really strong case for trading Garrett Wilson as a sell high as soon as possible. And I totally agree with him. I think he's definitely a sell high. If you can get a wide receiver two or an RB two or something better for him, I would do that immediately. And you can check my trade value charts. You can see how I'm viewing him rest of season in there, but I would really consider any receiver George Pickens or higher. I would do that in a, in a trade for him. And then at running back, anyone Miles Sanders or up. And then to answer the other part of the question, I do expect that the Jets are going to bring in someone, you know, after Zach Wilson struggles here for another game or two, I think they're going to have to go to someone else, but I don't know who that would be who would really move the needle. Maybe Carson Wentz, maybe they make a trade for a guy like Jameis Winston. I'm not sure either of those things are going to happen. So it's potentially going to be a lost year for Garrett Wilson. Definitely a buy in Dynasty though. At Nickel City FF. Hey Boone, can you speak to the Brees Hall situation? Are we headed for another Elijah Moore type scenario where he demands a trade and then they put him on ice for the season? So I think that they just realized that he's still working his way back from the torn ACL, that this team isn't a Super Bowl contender with Zach Wilson at the helm. So why put that much on Brees at the moment, right? Why risk another injury? Plus, it's hard to get into a rhythm on offense when your quarterback is struggling and when you're facing some pretty tough opponents. They went against the Bills. They went against the Cowboys so far. And Hall had that one big run against Buffalo, but it's kind of like Garrett Wilson. If Hall doesn't make like a miraculous play in a game, he's probably not going to deliver in fantasy under these circumstances. And I do worry that Brees might sour on his situation in New York, but that's totally just speculation. I think it's going to be a tough year for the Jets players, you know, after they watch their title hopes just disappear after four plays. So you got to cut them a little bit of slack. They're probably still processing it. I think Brees will stick around, but the long way to go before Aaron Rodgers gets back or before this team gets back on the right track and these guys start producing like we hope that they were going to produce before the season. At John Bro and then a ton of numbers after it. What's your reasonable expectations for Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor, especially with Jamal Williams's injury and with Taylor returning to the practice facility? And then a similar question here at Fball underscore money. Will Alvin Kamara be an RB1 slash two? So we'll hit on Taylor first. I talked about him in the trade target section on Wednesday show. I really think that you should be trying to acquire him right now. It's kind of all quiet on the Taylor front and his value is only going to increase once we start seeing more headlines about him potentially coming back or him potentially getting traded. So you can listen to my case for him on Wednesday show, but definitely somebody that I want to buy right now. I still think that he's going to end up getting moved to a new team. And if that does happen, it would be very exciting for fantasy, but we don't know that for sure. He might still stay in Indy. And then as for Kamara, similar situation. 
but I think you've waited one week too long. You know, now that Jamal Williams is out, it's going to be hard to get Kamara in a deal or at least to get him at a discount in some sort of trade. And he does have a tough matchup in the first game back in week four. He's got to go up against that Bucks run defense, but rest of season, Kamara, a top 15 back for me. Though I'm also intrigued to see what Kendra Miller can do in his debut this week. He's going to get a week without Kamara, make a case here to get some more touches as the season goes along. So we could see Miller become Kamara's backup since Williams is likely going to be out for a bit here by the sounds of it. And Williams, not really a true difference maker, right? He's just one of those guys that the coaches like and he can do what's asked of him. But Miller has the potential to be a a really exciting backup to Kamara. At H underscore Sanchez underscore 1023. What should I do with Jeff Wilson? Do you think Raheem Mostert is Miami's number one guy? I think everybody should be stashing Jeff Wilson on IR right now. And that's from someone who is a big Mostert supporter. I think when both guys are healthy, Mostert's the more valuable fantasy back. That's how I approached it before the season. And that was before Wilson got hurt. And now that's where we're at. And Mostert is consistently showing that he can produce when he has been healthy. And that's the other part of this, right? Mostert's 31. He's got that history of durability issues. That's the reason why you're stashing Wilson. And with Devon Achain there already, I mean, they're bringing him along very slowly. Wilson, I think, would likely be the starter if and when Mostert gets hurt. So I'm stashing Wilson on some teams. I'm also stashing A-Chain where I can. If you got that bench spot for him, you keep him on your roster just because he could be so explosive if he does get in there. If Mostert gets hurt, maybe he'll get that opportunity. Or this week, we could see with Wilson still out, with Salvin Ahmed banged up, I don't think he's going to play this week. Maybe A-Chain will be the number two in the offense and we'll get to see him make some explosive plays. But Either way, we're starting Mostert until the wheels come off. He has been a good fantasy play so far, and he'll continue to be that. And then when Wilson gets back, he's more of just a stash, maybe a flex play, but more of just a stash in case something happens to Mostert. At finding underscore Demo, how long till Jordan Love is considered legit for fantasy? Yeah, I haven't seen anything that really makes me think that Love is an elevator of the talent around him. I think he's playing within himself. I think he's executing that Matt LaFleur system very well right now. And I like that they have all these young pieces around him and that they're all going to get to grow together. I think that's very fun. But production wise, he's not going to keep things up this way. I mean, he's 28th in pass attempts, but he's tied for first with six touchdowns. That is very difficult to continue. And the Saints, they're going to be a much tougher test this week for him. But after that, he does get the Lions and the Raiders before the bye. So I think he's going to settle in as a decent high-end fantasy QB2 in that system, and eventually he'll get Christian Watson back, but he's not going to maintain this pace, and I don't see him as a top 10 guy either. So maybe later this season or maybe next year when the young players are healthy and when they've developed their games a little bit, maybe they'll help elevate Love into that low-end QB1 range, but right now I think the reality check's going to come for him this week against the Saints, so he's a sell high if you can get something decent for him. And then at just drew it, are you rolling with Christian Watson if he is active this week? My concerns are against New Orleans, Lattimore, and coming off a hammy injury snap count. So I think I got a little overzealous with my Tuesday rankings because I put Christian Watson in there. Normally, I don't do that when a player misses the game before, but he actually had a limited practice on Friday. So I thought that might have just been the Packers being cautious and that that limited practice on Friday would turn into a full week of practice this week and then he would get back out there. I thought he was trending up. Doesn't seem like that's the case. He did get in another limited session on Wednesday, so I did leave him in the rankings update on Thursday morning, but then he sat out practice on Thursday and now I really doubt that he's going to play this week. So they're saying it wasn't a setback, but 
until he's back consistently practicing, he's probably not going to play. I'll be taking him out of the rankings when I do the Thursday night update before the game. And I would expect that you're going to have to have somebody else in your lineup this week. So kind of makes that question a, a moot point. When Watson does come back, though, he's got some target competition now. So I'm going to be cautious myself about that initial ranking in his first game back. Hopefully that's going to happen in week four because we want to see him out there. We want to see him producing. It sucks when you have a young star, at least a young potential star, missing time early in the year. But that is all for today's show. Remember, the Thursday rankings update, it's been published. That was the Thursday morning one. There'll be another update going up before the game tonight. I know Brandon Ayuk got ruled out while I was guesting on another show this afternoon, so I'll be changing that. Got a few other injury updates that I noticed today, too, that I'll have to throw in there. And then I'll have start, sit, stash, quit up on Friday, and I'll be back Friday with another episode. I'll go over the injury updates, and we'll get you ready for the weekend. But until then, big thanks for downloading and subscribing to the show. Big thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby said leave on time, leave on time with me.